Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal and this is episode 10 uh, where I'm going to be talking to my very first guest on the podcast. Uh, so do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, um, I'm Keiska, I'm a mental health blogger and you can find my blog linked somewhere um, and my Twitter handle is K underscore For me, it's just to have a little bit of a chat and find out a little bit about who you are and why you're kind of involved or talking about mental health. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, I think, well, I've been dealing with anxiety and a panic attack since very young age. Um, and back then, I didn't really know what it was, what it was called, what that I existed like yeah. that. I just thought I was weird I guess um, and I guess that sort of feeling of like alone and weirdness carried on to my like teenage years and like um, just really like a shame of like dealing with something that obviously is not like visible to eyes and if like I'd ever have a problem everyone would assume that you know, like I'm lying about it because I was very outgoing on the outside and people would be like questioning like, but you look fine, like what is actually wrong with you? And obviously like at a young age, you don't really know, but I didn't really know what it was. So I've dealt with it for a long, long, long time. And then only last year I fully, well, I guess it was because I sort of like broke down and I couldn't really go on anymore. And that was the time that I actually thought, right, I need to, like, do something. And that's when I made the blog. Mm. And then from that, I, um, like, spoke to people who felt how I felt, how I feel. And I decided I'm going to actually find help and, like, look for therapy. Because before that, I did, like, I had counsellors and, like, people, like, like couple of counsellors well, they never helped me, and it was more of like me talking, them listening, them asking what I'm gonna do. So it was just basically me answering my own questions, um, and it felt like it helped in a way, but like the long run, it really, really didn't help. Um, so yeah, like last year, I had the idea for the mental health blog because I think I had a lot of stigma towards myself about it because everyone else around me did and like I didn't really know anyone who spoke openly about it in my area um, in my friend group and I knew there was a lot of people out there that needed help I think and I just wanted to help people and then by that I sort of helped myself as well um I think that's the thing isn't it sometimes it's um, there can be stigma with sort of friends or other people that you're around, but I think sometimes we put it on ourselves as well, don't we? Because yeah. especially when you're not sure exactly yeah. what you're experiencing, you think, oh, I want to talk about it, but at the same time, I don't feel like I know enough about me or what's going on to yeah. lead a conversation. Exactly. Like um, my parents weren't, like my mum, when I was like in school, high school, she would have helped me with my panic attacks. But... I don't know, like, it wasn't very much like this is a panic attack and, like, read something about it or there's a book about it. I don't know, like, obviously I didn't expect again. Like, I don't know, like, you can Google anything now, mm. but it feels like even, like, five years ago, it wasn't 
no one really thought, oh, I feel like, like in one way, obviously that's okay. And in another, like Google makes things worse. But like with panic attacks, <laughs> like with mental health things, I noticed that when I Google things like that, that's helpful. If it's like physical, yeah, any pain, yeah, that's a no-no for Googling. But I feel like if it's like mental, in in cases that I've Googled, I didn't it didn't like freak me out even more like but with the physical it does. But um yeah, I think like the people who are around you obviously like influence how you feel about so in like for me, I, I was always told that there's no reason for me to feel like this. Like mm. I had a first panic attack, I think when I was like about ten and I didn't know it was a panic attack. I didn't know what it was, but like my mum was the only person to like be able to calm me down. And then that just sort of went and like, I didn't see anyone about things and no one really like, I don't know. It was weird. Um, it, there wasn't really like much help there to like, for me to go and get or speak to someone who felt like that. And, because my like close family knew or like my parents knew that like I might have a panic attack or like feel like this sometimes that was sort of it but it was like a very much closed down thing and I remember even like when I was little and being like my friends parties and like I'd literally be like panicking and they were like don't know what to do with her and I'm like oh just do what my mom does yeah so I think it's yeah it's because people around you like if they obviously don't know and like my parents weren't very supportive I guess and it was like just my really it was only like up to me to find out more about her and get help and obviously like that took quite a long time but yeah I think it's difficult because it's like you say you can search online for certain things and sometimes that's really helpful because it gives you a bit of an idea but then at other times it means that you pick up a load of information and you sort of self-diagnose in a way that's not hugely positive all the time yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. I think we've both done that (laughs) (laughs) the amount of times I've looked online and panicked I was like oh my god yeah I remember even going to doctors like I think it was like last year with like a rip pain and I was like I was like I'm not going to google this I'm not going to google it and it was like a few days and I was like I googled it and then I went to doctors I was like okay so is it I can't remember what I was like she like basically laughed at me and was like did you google this and I was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did she was like that's not a great idea you know that? and I'm like yeah <laughs> but in some cases like obviously google is a great yeah way to help but like I do think like with mental health when you like whenever I type in because like I think since young age I had what is it depressed I can't say the word but the feeling that you feel like you're not there it's basically like a another type of panic attack in a way without the actual sort of panic to it you sort of say yeah, and it's it has got a name for it, like a deparatulation. Oh, gosh, I can't, uh, I can't remember. De- I, I know what you mean. There's a lot of yeah. yeah. I don't know the word, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and like I always had that, and like obviously that's that's like not a very nice feeling, and that mm. just like freaked me out. And like I remember only I think last year as well, like googling that and like something I think it was anxiety no more website coming up with like a perfect like answer for everything I was feeling and like 
actually helping me through that because I think even that was even like worse than a panic attack. I'd rather would have just had a panic attack than feel like I sort of wasn't existing in a way. Mm. Um, but yeah, internet's a great place if you sort of know where to look. I think it's yeah. having had that experience though, isn't it? And being able to yeah. go away and you realise that in terms of just, I guess, gaining general information about mental health and about some of the um, symptoms and some of the things that can help it's great but like you say when you get into the stage where you start to self-diagnose that's probably where it starts to fall down but I think we probably do that more because like you say it's that sort of difficulty in terms of talking to other people about it sometimes and then you end up sort of going off on your own and doing your own thing and I think that's probably where that comes from a little bit more yeah definitely and I think it's weird because you, like you said before, like you don't really know what it is, and like mm. once you do know, like now I know, and like I spoke to my neighbour the other week, and like some somehow just we end up talking about mental health, and then she told me that like her husband suffered with like really bad depression. She's diagnosed with OCD, and it's weird because it's almost like once you do know and you sort of yeah. accept it, like you are able to see a lot of people around you who you just well. I don't like to say the normal, but like who you just thought were like fine and happy, yeah. actually are suffering as well. And I guess that's sort of the whole point of my blog was at the first time because I had a massive panic attack on my like last year, my birthday when I was uh, in Manchester, one of the Manchester's train station, mm. and I and like. I either go into, like, fight or flight, well, both of them, really, but I was full on, like, paralytes and I couldn't move. Um, and people just walked past me, like, obviously, you can't really tell that, a pe- like, a person is panicking or mm. just sort of being weird or standing or really doing much. But um, one of the people that worked there, eventually, like, he walked past me and, like, he actually asked me if I was okay. And, like, there was a lot of people who were there and just sort of looked at me and were like, whatever but like that one person like he stood and like actually not just like walked past me and be like oh you're right and like by the time I answered he's like on the other side but he actually stood with me and like spoke to me and like I sort of broke down because I was like I don't know I'm in a panic attack and then it really helped me and then he told me that he has panic attacks and he's had therapy for her and this and that and I was just like oh my god like because I felt always so lonely like especially like going out anywhere panicking and literally like every single situation I would be in and I would be like oh my god everyone looks so fine everyone is fine and then like when I met that guy I was just like you really don't know what people are going through and he was almost like opening myself to like the world around me and like putting myself out from the stigma that I sort of been brought up with maybe or like I was sort of in and like thinking that like you know you have to look a certain way to have a panic attack Mm. because I was always told I was too young to have them or like have a depression um all of a sudden I was like nah that's not that's not that's not it you can be whatever age whatever gender you know wherever you're from you can yeah you can uh, i think it's that thing isn't it that we think oh yeah sometimes there is a there can be reasons there can be triggers but i do kind of think sometimes it is just for no reason and uh i think that that sort of gets to the heart of the fact that like you say it can be anyone from any background at any time in their life there doesn't necessarily have to be someone that's been oppressed or hurt or endangered for 10 years 
yeah. um, while that could trigger it, um, I think you see that it can just be anybody. And like you yeah. say, I've had a few people that since I've started to um, to talk about my own mental health and to do sort of blogs online and stuff like that, that some of your friends start to talk about certain things that you would have never known yeah, about exactly. them. Um, and it starts, I think it's a big thing, like you say, you're, you're starting the conversation in your... Yeah in your group with your friends with your neighbors with your family or comfortable with it so you are able like now to talk further with people yeah i think it's it's that thing isn't it of like like we were saying you sort of keep it to yourself and everyone either sort of keeps it to themselves or goes on google and tries to work out what's going on and actually some of the time just by talking amongst ourselves like there could be similar things um that might help or that trigger us or actually something that really works well for me um maybe would help you and maybe there's something that you've tried that didn't work for you but could work for me um and it's I think it's that sort of thing where uh like we say if if you went out and you broke your arm or you broke your leg like actually some of the coping strategies that you use on your day-to-day life is how you maneuver around and still do tasks you would talk to people about but just because it's mental health, it's like that stigma or that understanding that we don't talk about that and we don't go into um, how that's affected us yeah. or what kind of coping strategies we need. People are almost like embarrassed that there is something wrong with them. Like I think a lot of people are just scared maybe of it because obviously it's like not physical, it's like mental. So people just think they're like crazy or like mm. with like intrusive thoughts, like they can be you know if you tell someone your intrusive thoughts that never had them they can just sort of think like oh my god you like a really crazy person that has like serious issues but really like obviously it's not that bad and like when you sort of around these people who have those and experience those you feel you feel like not alone basically and yeah and I think Like, with me, like, when I've always been told that, like, yeah, you have no reason to feel like that. Like, now, since, like, having therapy and sort of been digging in my past, like, i sort of been diagnosed with PTSD. And that, everything that I sort of felt since being little, like, makes sense. And obviously, it's Mm. not for everyone. Like, not everyone has a trigger cause. But I think that, you know, you sometimes don't realise, obviously, how much things as, like, from childhood have um, affected your life now I guess and I think it's just thinking like you're not supposed to be affected by those things and things might affect you obviously more than you have thought and it's like if you seek out help you can like dig into more obviously like where you actually came from because I think if people like do that I think you sort of find obviously more reasons or if it's like maybe like um, pass on through family as well it can be um but obviously there's like I don't know I think it's sort of comf- like comforting if you do find like a reason why you like that in a way um obviously sometimes they're like really easy and then things just happen um but yeah I think that sort of helps as well yeah I think so um so one of the things I was interested in is obviously your blog and your website that you've set up um and just giving you a chance to have a little bit of a a chat about um kind of how that's gone um and how long you've been doing that for 
Um, so the initial idea came to me last year after like um, having breakdown on Manchester Station, but um, I set it up at the end of October last year, um, and. The whole idea behind it was a little bit different than what it came through, which actually worked out a lot better. But um, I wanted it to be like a visual thing because I've seen people sharing its story, but I especially wanted to have like a face to the story. So like people with who are, you know, like more comfortable to send a picture and write a story um, just because I wanted like the sort of just like visually that you are able to see, you know, this person looks what you think, you know, normal, whatever that is. And like, you don't have to, well, you don't look any different than anyone else. And that doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, a mental health uh, issue. Um, So that's really sort of where I wanted, like, go with it, because I guess I got a lot of stigma because I looked happy or I've been like mm-hmm. outgoing and confident. So obviously like that really, really doesn't matter. And um, that's sort of where it came from. And then like um, the questions that I ask people to usually like write, like mentioning their story is like what has helped them. Because I think when I first started, as much as I thought it was helping others, obviously like now I can see that really like everything that I sort of based around was actually to help myself really too because mm. I didn't really have any coping skills at that time um at all actually um like I did the meditation but I wasn't very regular with anything um so I studied literally all the stories that I would have get um to see what people are doing and like you said like it's sharing you know this has helped you this might help me this might not help me but I can try this and, like, therapy, obviously, was one of, like, the main thing that people would be doing. And, like, that's where I thought, I think that's what I need to try because it's not that, it's something that I've always put off. Um, and it was, like, a common thing that it's helped people. And, like, I sort of wanted people who struggle and, like, I know, like, I get messages and, like, people, those stories, like, really help a lot of people and, like, just how they helped me so people are able to see all you know your story sounds a bit similar to me like what you've done here like I can try you know doing this so I can Mm. try doing that and yeah it's it's really it's like I'm in a such a different um position than I was when I actually made the blog so it's like I look at it differently a bit now than I did before yeah um but I don't know, like, it, it helps a lot of people, and I love that, and that was the whole main purpose for it, um, and, yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes it starts off as one thing, and it becomes another, and yeah. I've done, um, like, I've had a couple of different blogs that I've done online, and it's sometimes it's been nice, like, just to sort of note things down and, like, oh, I've done this today and hasn't that been great? And then you gradually end up with, like, oh, who am I kind of writing this for? And I think, like, yeah. oh, I've really enjoyed um, having the, like, a, it started off as just, like, a mental health blog. Okay. And then I tried to change it into, like, I think what it's become with, like, the open journal where actually, like, sometimes, yeah, it's going to be very much 
well, it's pretty much always related to mental health, but sometimes it'll be yeah. talking about something else. Um, yeah. And I think by getting away from that, like, oh, it's only about this one thing, which yeah. is great if that's the route, the route that some people have gone down. Um, but I think it's trying to give um, like a full view of some of the stuff that is going to yeah. affect me, but also make it quite friendly for other people. And for me, just the chance to it's a bit selfish like it's just a chance to um scribble down those thoughts um and sometimes get it out of your system sometimes it's something you've really enjoyed and you want to share that but um equally it can be stuff um like you say if it's quite a traumatic thing like when you're at the train station and you just think i just need to sort of get this out and sort of either say it or write it um yeah. and kind of it sounds like a weird, but try to physically get it out of your body in some way. No, no, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, like, obviously a lot of people are able to, you know, like, um, oh, the word's gone out of my mind. <laughs> um, completely blank. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even interrupt you. <laughs> I know, I just... I just got a bit of, yeah, any, <laughs> <laughs> uh, relate, like, yeah, okay. that, was, that just, got, yeah, a lot of, <laughs> okay, so what I wanted to say was that obviously, like, a lot of people will be able to relate to a lot of things that you say, and I think that's, like, a crazy thing as well, because you just think, oh, like, I just write my thoughts, and no, oh, it's a bit selfish, but I really, it's not, because, it does help you and like a lot of other people feel like that too without us like realizing um that they might be going through that and by you sharing you know you might make someone else feel so much more comfortable with what they're going through and like it's so good that like you have someone that you could just be like open and like you don't have to put yourself in a little box or well a box of like oh it's just mental health and like you can just go outside from that like I think that's exactly sort of what I meant by like I'm in a really different position than I was when I started the book because I only made a Facebook page and then then he went to having an Instagram and then um and then an actual blog and then eventually actually came on Twitter like because I didn't really show my face at first on the blog and Mm it was like a growing thing for me as well. And like, because my first Facebook page got actually deleted for no unknown reason by Facebook, mm. um, when he, it was like, I think it was like over 5,000 people I had there, but I made blog just before, just in case for some reason, I thought yeah. I was just having the case. Um, to like back everything up and like it was probably the best thing I would do <laughs> um, because I really I wouldn't be screwed with like I'd have to start from the beginning but mm. um, I had everything backed up but obviously like when I first started I didn't really think about making more platforms and then from the blog that was sort of like a waking and like the Facebook being deleted that was sort of like a waking up call like oh maybe you need to like do something else and like that's when it felt like I wanted to share more of my story Mm. um and then like I sort of started using Twitter more and um and then thought I'll I'll start YouTube so then like obviously I have the blog still which always there's posts going up at least twice a week but then along the side I have like my personal stuff as well and like the YouTube that I don't really want to close into just mental health yeah just to be like 
whatever I feel like I can talk about. Yeah, it's more probably mental health right now, but that I don't want to put myself like, you know, in that box uh, that it's only that because there's a lot of obviously things that, you know, we are interested in like at the same time, like this time, like last year, this time, like I was a completely different person in a way. Like my interests were a lot different than they are now. Mm. Um and yeah, I think it's good to like be open to things so you can just grow in that rather than just, yeah. I think it, keep, it keeps it open as well with regards to sort of yeah. um, sort of making friends and kind of open conversations. And sometimes it can be, especially if you're struggling with a mental health issue, I think sometimes you can get bogged down in it a little bit. Um, yeah. And by sort of keeping that open, so you're able to talk about sort of other things. It keeps that sort of communication lines open with some of the other people that you're talking to as well. So um, I know that we can talk about things like Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to delete it oh. because I wouldn't have any work done. And she, I sort of told myself that if I get things done, I'll like download it again. And you know what? The past two days have been the most productive days in my life. <laughs> um, so it's maybe a good motivation thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many have you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. I think I, I, I've not got loads. I think I'm around, I think I'm on around 20. Oh, not loads at all. No, not loads. But um, I've got to a stage where, like, I get really excited when I turn it on and I'm like, oh, there's a poker stop near me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think it's definitely, I have noticed, um, sort of sidestepping it a little bit. Um, I have the iTalk CBT, um, over the phone and one of my, um, like tasks for the last, I don't know, four or five weeks has been to like go out at least once a week for a half an hour walk. Um, and I've never done it. (laughs) And And I'm doing it every day. I've noticed I've been out twice within a week. (laughs) So it definitely makes great. It it makes a difference. And I saw this um uh article the other day about how it's affected people's mental health and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna read that and it sounds really interesting and there's next to nothing in there other than people's tweets that just say like, Oh, it's really helped mental health. Okay. Um so there's no real detail. Um, But I was like, actually yeah, it probably has because when I think about like um I'd have a few tasks over a two week period that I wanted to do or to achieve or work on. Um and I was really fortunate in that I was able to do most of them. But this yeah. just going out for a walk, like I'd failed to do every week. And so it became the thing that I kind of focused on rather than all the positive stuff that I achieved. Yeah. Um, you focus in on the negative and I think actually by looking at um other ways around it, so rather than seeing it I'd got to the stage where I just saw it as a task. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than something for pleasure, which is, I wanted to do it for pleasure, but it just didn't seem like that. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, it's just a nice way around it where you're sort of playing a game and it's a nice, easy way in. I can see how I'd get really addicted and do it a lot for like a month and then maybe drop off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but at the moment, it seems to be working in regard just sort of going out, having a short walk or. Um, are you being mindful when you walk in 
Yeah, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when it loads up with the little dragon face over the bridge, oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> on my, you look around. Yeah, on my first walk, I was out for probably about just under an hour, and I nearly trod in uh, four bits of dog poo oh. and on one broken bottle. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it was an adventurous walk. I, I couldn't quite get around the, I was like yeah it's great because you're spending loads of time outside I thought but I've never looked I've never been outside for so long and not looked at any yeah. of the outside oh my god <laughs> that's crazy see that's like good and bad ish in the same time isn't it uh, yeah I can see how it's potentially very unsafe <laughs> Yeah. If you have like a dog or something that can like sort of guide you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stop now. Stop now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like don't go any further. Oh my god. Um but no, like I've really enjoyed it and I'm I'm hoping that uh, I just get a chance to sort of carry on using it and maybe um hopefully that helps with things like just getting outside a little bit more often. Yeah. Uh, I was quite bad. Yeah, I was quite bad at the weekend when I went to a wedding and I was like, oh, there's a poker stop at the top of the road. I'm just going to pop out while they do some photos. <laughs> oh, my God. That's um, great, though. But, yeah, it, it was fun. Makes it more interesting. <laughs> yeah, and then I realised that they refresh every, like, ten minutes or so. So I was like, oh, I could pop out a couple of times tonight. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god! Do you have to like buy a lot of data though for it? Um, mine's not been too bad. I think probably because I've not been out and used it a lot yet. Okay. I'm not sure how much data it's using. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm yeah, I'm not too sure. I have realised that my battery goes really quick. Oh yeah. Um, so I've thought ahead and ordered a online charger. <laughs> <laughs> So that should come, that should come tomorrow, so I can go out for a little bit longer. Oh, I don't know. Um, so to bring it back, um, one of the things I noticed on one of your video where you, you talked a little bit about um, CBT, which um, obviously like I've been involved with as well, and I've had uh, I've been along to workshops and then had the one to one support through a phone call. Um, and I'm going to be moving over to um, face-to-face therapy, um, but I'm on a waiting list now, so I've been told it's probably about a three- or four-month wait for that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that you mentioned was the big white wall, which yeah. I don't know anything about, so I was wondering if you're happy to have a bit of a chat about that. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of keep telling people about them. Um, so that was basically my first proper CBT therapy which I found last year and because I've struggled with agoraphobia and I think I before actually looking online I tried to refer myself uh, to my local like mental health places mm. but I don't think they were no I think they just told me that I'm not able to refer myself then to go to the doctor to my GP and I think because I, met, I spoke to my GP before about mental health and she sort of just suggested that, like, I'm better off doing it through another place because I'd be waiting a long time. So I just never really had a great experience through doctors. Um, so eventually, I, I think I saw an article about online therapy that it's as helpful as face-to-face therapy. And then I knew that I wanted to do CBT. Um, 
and I just literally Googled it and then it came out with NHS website with a lot of links and I've never heard anything like that before and mm. I never knew that anything like that was possible. So I found a few websites and like I logged on to like one of them was like Big Wire Wall and I had to put my postcode in and then they said that like I'm able to refer myself. So I was like, great. But I didn't really know whether I'd have to pay for it or need a subscription for a therapy. I didn't really know. I just wanted to not really know what to work, how how it worked. I wasn't very sure I was actually going to see a professional. Um, But anyway, I... I logged on and I think you go into like life therapy and then you have, there's quite a few therapists and you can choose one that fits your times and they have these specialities and like what they um, work with, what mental health issues they work with. Um, So I chose a couple and both times and within a week I had my first appointment, um, which was crazy. Mm, That's really good. Yeah, but I still, at the time, I still was really, like, cautious and not getting too excited about it because I was like, oh, I don't know what it's going to be like. Mm. And, um, but after my first appointment, I found out that, like, it's through NHS, so I don't have to actually pay for it, which was great. Um, and it's basically almost like Skype or through their website. So, you're at, well, really, you have a choice because you can just type with a therapist just talk like this uh, or you can just be on like video chat and mm. I did a video chat uh, because I thought I was like the easiest to do and I was comfortable with that, with that but obviously you have a choice if you're not comfortable with that um, and yeah it was it was crazy that I could do that and like I still sort of couldn't really believe that I was getting to see like a professional through online like literally waiting a week to see mm. them i was just sort of like why did i not do that earlier like because like when i lived in manchester for a bit we had um like a mental health center literally around the corner and i had to ring them every three weeks to be put back on the list to see someone wow. and i never end up seeing anyone there um so it was really annoying because well it was sort of annoying, but I think in the same time, I sort of knew that, like, you know, everything happens for a reason, blah, blah. It came maybe this time that I sort of needed there, and that's great. But, um, yeah, so you are able to have 11 sessions. I end up having more because we started to have uh, – we went off, really, with, like, panic disorder module, and then, so, like, exposures for panic disorder and um, things around – um, and then I end up having over 20 sessions, which ended, I don't, well, ended probably like at the beginning of this year. And then from there, I've been like referred to my local face-to-face therapy, which I have been waiting for like three, four months until like a couple of weeks ago. Now I think, well, today, gosh, today I've got a third session. Um, but until that I was on big white wall and it helped massively because it was it was just like I don't know it was the best thing that I I did and like obviously having face to face therapy it's a di- bit different but now I know I'm in such a different stage of 
like recovery and therapy than I was before I saw the first therapist for Big White Wall. And not many people know about it. And obviously, like, waiting lists are so long everywhere. Mm. And, like, I know um, it was so much easier for me to see someone online because it didn't really matter whether I had a bad day or not. I could just log onto my computer and do it. Where I know if, he was, if I had to go somewhere, like, obviously, that can't be quite hard, you know, when you have up and down days and, you know, it adds another, like, anxiety to it. Um but yeah, we we had our sessions, I think sessions about an hour, and then any sort of CBT material I would have sent over onto my email, onto my inbox, and I could just download the modules and do modules like between the weeks and then like talk about that. And yeah, it was literally the best thing I found and like I've talked about it quite a lot actually. Um because, yeah, I just think not many people know about it. And it was so helpful. Um, and really, I think, like, with therapy, any therapy, it's what you want to get out from there. And before that, I didn't really know what I wanted from mm. therapy or from, like, any... Like, I knew I needed help. I didn't really know what I needed as such. And then as soon as I sort of realised, right, like... I, like I've seen like CBT stuff but I felt like I needed like a little bit of guidance to guide me through at least like first steps of like CBT and like what I need the most maybe um, and yeah that's what that's what that did to me and obviously it depends on what sort of stage you are and uh, what sort of therapy you need in that but I think at any point, really, someone could benefit because I think they have that CBT, like counselling. Um, but yeah, if it's it's crazy because, like I said, I literally waited a week. Um, so if someone needs to like see some like straight away and like, yeah, it's scary. I think to see someone like online because it's a bit like. Well, I think it's scary both ways, really. If you have someone face to face and online, I think just you know meeting a new therapist having therapy that's scary itself but it's amazing and if you waited a week and the pe- the person you are seeing maybe you don't really like them or you know they're not doing what you want them to do or they're not offering what you want you can just change them really fast obviously like it only took a week but you know if you like now like you're gonna be waiting mm. or you wait like three four months like now i've just waited for my therapist like I literally was just like praying. I was like, please be like, okay. And like, you know what I mean? Like you literally have so like little choice now. It's literally like I had to like ring them a few times a week to be like, I'm still here waiting. Because like, yeah, they would have been making me like appointments that I either couldn't go to or like um, things that, oh, oh yeah, I was in like a, I was on a wait on a wrong waiting list for the first month, so that sort of after that I had to like keep ringing them, being like, "Am I still on your list?" and like making sure I was. So they sort of give you anyone that's free, really, um, and then you just really have to hope for the best. And obviously, like with Big White Wall, you can choose who you want, and then if you know they're not what you sort of expected or wanted, um, you can change that. And I think that's. It's nice to have the option, I think. Like, I didn't change my therapist, but I guess it's nice to have the option to do that. Um, yeah, and I think 
it should be they should be talked about more because it's such a obviously like most people now have access to internet now and a lot of people need help but sometimes they're just scared to you know take that extra step and i think they are a great website with great therapists on there so i think that's one of the things isn't it where there's been a growth with um online information and support and just now directing people to that i mean um through the option that i had i think my original um sort of choice of services was um like there was an online support thing through italk uh workshops or over the phone um and they said like over the phone you'd have to wait for but the workshops i was able to start in a week um and the online stuff i think i could have started within two weeks um so there some of them are available a lot sooner uh for how me, was the workshops that you went to? the workshops were really good like i wanted when i was given those three choices i was like well for me like i will cut i was already sort of doing odd bits of blogging and looking at stuff online and i kind of felt like the conversational stuff um of talking to people online i'm already kind of getting yeah um i don't feel like i would have gained any more um from professional online support whereas actually going to the workshop made a huge difference because i was in a group with i think there was about 17 or 18 of us um and it was a six week workshop and the first week was very much like uh, you have two practitioners at the front um, and they basically just spoke for pretty much the whole of the first workshop. And I, I was thinking that this is going to be awful. Like it's just like being in a classroom and it's really boring. But um, it was kind of in my mind that it's probably just a case of it's the first week and no one really wants to talk. And they're probably yeah. aware of that. So they don't give you too much of a chance because they don't want everyone to feel bad about not talking. Yeah um and then in the sort of the gradually each week that followed like we had more of a chance you'd speak either to the whole group or to the people that you sat on a table with um but it was really nice because you got to hear about people that were coming from um different backgrounds with different types of challenges um there were a few people there i think uh the one that i was on was uh i think it was like lifting low mood or improving low mood or something like that Okay. Um, so most of the people that were there were affected by depression, um, but there were a couple that crossed over if, if they had a few different um, issues that they were looking at. Uh, but it was just really interesting to have, um, I think there was a guy there that was about 17 or 18, um, and there was a few um, people that were there in their 80s, and it was just a real wide split, which was really nice because yeah. it didn't feel like oh you're tucked into like a little pocket of yeah of people um and there was one older lady there that she said she's been down for a long time and she's started to realize that actually when she's like in the shower or doing the washing up she doesn't sing or dance anymore um and it's like small things like that that then yeah. you think like how much of a difference that makes um and just through talking, even just in those groups and hearing some of the challenges that other people are going through, um, just made it really interesting. And you see how much sometimes you get stuck on certain points uh, because you get something maybe doesn't affect me as much, so I won't get stuck on it. Um, and then there's other people in the group that sometimes do. So we had one of the um, discussion points we had was about finance and something that can get people really 
um, down. They might yeah. um, struggle with it and kind of avoid finding out about whatever their debt is. And uh, we were given this example of just like a generic person. They say like her name's Sarah or whatever. Um, what are the things that she could do to improve um, what she's going through? And we'd sort of say, oh, well, she could open up all, all her posts, find out what her debts are, go to a bank and try and work out what the best way forward would be. Um, and then people were like, well, that's not going to help her. Um, she's still going to owe the money. Um, like, that's not always the best way to deal with yep. debt. And you shouldn't always consult. Like, you're getting caught up. It's an example. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we're just talking generally, like, yes, open the post. Yes, go and talk to people and find out more information. And they're kind of getting caught up in the, oh, well, this is the best way to deal with this. And this is the best way to yeah. and I think. Um, you can see how quickly sometimes we get really stuck on one point and it stops that progression. Um, and being in that group was really interesting for that. Yeah. Um, it must have just, like, opened your eyes. And obviously, yeah. like, that's, like, sort of, like, if I met all these people from my blog and we just spoke, yeah. it, like, everyone has different opinions about everything and we all help each other and ourselves a lot differently. And it's that's that must have been really interesting. So did that, did that help you? Could you, like, feel the difference after you... Don't yeah, for, for me, I think I felt I felt the benefit in regards to it being a group um, and yeah. just talking about some of the issues that either I had or that the other people in the group had. Uh, in terms of like the actual techniques of like recording and looking at your behaviour, yeah. it helped a little bit, but not as oh. much. Um, like I then benefited from having like the one to one phone call therapy after it. Because then we went over the techniques and tried to apply them directly to me rather than yeah. to, like, the 20 people or have yeah, in yeah. the room. Um, so I kind of felt the benefit of doing both, one after the other, um, where some people maybe get that information just from the group work. Yeah. No, but I think it's it's good to obviously have one-on-one, like, mm. as well, because that obviously is so much different. But obviously the workshop helped you in a different way as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's like we said before. It's just trying trying out different things and seeing yeah. what works for you. And like you say, sometimes if you're um, seeing the therapist one to one, it's not quite working. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the therapy that's not working. It's sometimes that you just don't feel like you can talk to that person. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've had that with with friends. Like you feel like you can talk yeah. to some friends about certain things and not others. Yeah. Um, and I think it's working out that that doesn't mean that you're not necessarily friends. It just means you're maybe not as close as you used to be or you thought you were yeah. or you have a different type of relationship. Yeah. I don't know if you've experienced that with your friends. Yeah, definitely. Like, have different friends for different things, almost. Like, I remember having friends that I would, like, go to gigs with other friends that were really not into things like that and yeah not necessarily makes us any less of friends we just like different things and in a way that's sort of good because well if you just had one friend that was good at everything and you always spend time with them that puts a lot of pressure on that like friendship or relationship or whatever and when you have like different people you can go I don't know I think both are okay obviously but yeah yeah it definitely happens and like even like therapy now like this my new therapist is so much different like I've only 
it's only going to be my third sessions today mm. but I can already tell how different they are and that's not necessarily like bad and like with my like I sort of know I don't know like I know some of the things my therapist I'm leaning more to when I may be like, uh, like with my last therapist, she was like talking more about meds and medications. And like, I didn't really want that. And with like this therapist, like she, she doesn't think I need a medication. And it's obviously like everyone has different opinion. Everyone's mm. different and such. But, um, I mean, you can, you can obviously like still get something from each person. I think no matter what, well, it depends, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, not everyone. <laughs> no, maybe not everyone. But you are, if you are some sort of friends, I guess, like, you, there must be something that, you know, you feel comfortable with them yeah. talking about what you like about them. So you're able to get something from them. <laughs> um, if you don't like that person, yeah, don't. You might sort of learn something from that person, but <laughs> I'm just going more into deep about people. And, yeah. <laughs> no I think uh, <laughs> I definitely think yeah like you say you've got um, different friends that are able to talk about different things and I would say I've probably got um, maybe two or possibly three people that I'd talk quite openly to um, and I think then apart from those kind of two people um, then everyone else it's sort of to a certain level yeah. sometimes um, sometimes it's because it just you're not necessarily trying to hold back from that person but you don't always feel comfortable in the situation yeah. um or it's not as relaxed as some you are people sometimes. just don't understand and obviously that's not like they like problem as such they just like i know like with my sort of friends like i don't really keep in touch with a lot from like school and college because I think in some ways, like, I had to grow up a lot faster than them. So, like, when they went to, call it, like, carry on college or uni, like, I was moving out and living by myself and wondering whether I can pay bills. And obviously, mm. like, that sort of made me probably isolate myself from them because, um, like, I had different issues and, like, I couldn't really talk to them about it because I didn't really understand it. And obviously, that's fine. Um, but... Yeah, I think you sort of obviously you are more attracted to different people. I think during like depends what sort of stage of your life you are as well. Yeah, um, and like different people come to you, and yeah, and some people like like I know like mental health has been like a massive thing most of my life. Yeah, most of my life really. So if someone who's like I'm friends with doesn't really understand it, like obviously like I'm not gonna be not friends with them yeah. but like I won't be as close with them because it affects me every single day and you know if I'm you know I can't like I remember like last year when I saw one of my friends and um my so much higher then and she just told me to stop worrying and I said I was like um like it, I'm, I'm not worrying and then she said something like oh you need to like stop stressing so much because you're gonna have a heart attack and I'm like oh my god <laughs> like my my brain just went like oh my god I need to stop I need to stop I'm gonna I'm gonna die I'm gonna die oh like full panic attack but um obviously like she's a person that's never really experienced anxiety or mm. like mental health issues um 
and that's things we get from them. And obviously, like, she'll be the person I'm not really as close with. But then there are all the things that I can talk to her about. And, like, now when I do talk to her about, I know not to mention that, like, you know, my anxiety or how it affects me or, like, it's not like I'm mentioning it. It's just I think we were somewhere together and I was just like, yeah, it's acting up. But, um, well, I haven't seen her since we've spoken on the phone, so maybe that <laughs> sort of shows. <laughs> yeah, so, I've got I've got a friend that I think the first the first time we sort of spoke um, about my mental health, and like they made the comment about like a straight jacket, and it was a bit like. It, it wasn't quite made as a joke it was like a semi sort of serious thing and I, right. and it just it was that like like we're still friends like we see each other fairly regularly um but it's definitely put a little bit of a blocker there in that i don't feel as comfortable talking to them about certain things yeah so i might mention like generally how it's going or what i'm doing but um i won't go into depth about um like some of the struggles or like the thoughts that i may have had because i just yeah. feel like oh you don't you don't get it or um like by talking to you that's probably going to make me worse now i'm maybe being a bit judgmental in in having that opinion but i think sometimes you do have to work out actually like that's not going to be helpful for me um and i'd rather like carry on having the friendship that we've got rather than challenge something at this stage yeah like if in a couple of months time i feel differently and we can maybe have a conversation about ballot in a bit more depth then that'd be great um yeah. but right now i think oh like i don't have a, a good enough understanding of the way to talk to them about it um yeah. and i think i'm not in a situation where i have no one else to talk to uh so I think it's one of those, like you say, you just judge it. And sometimes it's a case of you don't talk to those people as much yeah. or you come back to them after a certain amount of time and, and you're able to have a conversation at that stage. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. And sort of, I think like I've learned not to depend on people. And I think I tried really hard not to, mm. not to really, I don't know, not to get attached. I don't know if that's a good sort of word for it, but like, obviously, I don't know. I think I just learned that um, people can come and go, and that's just sort of life, as sad as that might yeah. be sometimes. Mm. Um, I remember my mum used to tell me this, and I really hated to think. I'm like, oh, no, my friends will be with me forever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that doesn't necessarily always happen, and, like, I think that's, that's fine. <laughs> I think that sort of thing, you know, like, you, I think at one point realize that like you have so much tools inside you to help you and like yeah. there will always be someone there that you can talk to I think. I think especially like when you're doing like blogs and stuff like that like if I ever feel lonely and I don't really have anyone to talk to like I can't just literally message someone or, like put a tweet up and yeah. then I'll all of a sudden like I do have people to talk to and obviously that's really nice and not everyone has starring before I have Twitter and blog and things like I I didn't feel great I guess and I think in some ways because I've learned to help myself in a lot of ways I felt like I needed to share that with people and I didn't really feel like I had anyone to share that with um I think that's another like reason why I made the blog just to be able to like I'm not obviously perfect or great or like recovered as such but um like I've recovered from like self-harming or like things like 
fully hating myself and you know like some like mental health issues that like I can help others with now and then like things that I go through each day or whatever like that can help people as well and there's always there someone that you can help Mm. agreed like I think like we said at the beginning like sometimes it's just about having a general chat and sometimes you can go really in depth into stuff and yeah that can help you out it can help the people that are, are listening to it um and like you said sometimes it's it's one person sometimes it's 10 people and yeah. um it might be that it relates directly to someone else's experience or it might be that there's one little thing in there that um they kind of tie into or hold on to or is good information for them so anything that is just that general conversation I think is helpful yeah definitely and it's like you just I think because people with mental health experience they're feeling like you know different as such and like feeling lonely and alone in everything that we sort of gone through because you know mostly like there has been a lot of stigma around her and you know if you do know someone who had her and you've been able to you know get help and like straight away that's great but I know obviously like a lot of people haven't had that and I think just talking to people and like finding like different as well I think interest like apart from like mental health when someone else likes something else and Mm. like that's really cool as well because then you have these other like bonds that like can like make up a friendship and it just makes you feel less lonely and like oh even though like I go through shit and this and that like oh I still like this and we can still talk about other things not just like mental health and the struggles and yeah it's nice to like obviously be there for people and like have people there for you I think that's like the community and I think like that's what I found on Twitter like when I had Facebook and there was like 5,000 people like it was okay but there really wasn't I don't know, it wasn't Twitter. <laughs> you don't get as much interaction, I don't yeah. think. Um, yeah. Like, that's what I've found. I think yeah. you just get, yeah, with whether it's like a hashtag or something that's stuck into the text or links and things like that, there's just a lot more, uh, yeah, a lot more interaction, a lot more communication yeah. on Twitter. Um, and I think with kind of finding people that have got like a similar interest or people that you're able to really build kind of not just a communication but a friendship as well um and have people that you would have never come across in any other way um is a real benefit to 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 twitter yeah and like i found that like some people that like followed me like there's like a girl that lives like i think around the corner from me and that's like really weird (laughs) yeah like we haven't met yet but like it's weird that like she followed me on Twitter and like we obviously we didn't know that we live like so close to each other and there's like there's quite a few people that like live not far and I'm like whoa like I wouldn't never like followed you or like never spoken to you probably you know like yeah like you wouldn't just you know like on the street like you wouldn't necessarily yeah speak to these people and like this sort of like social media like Twitter like it just connects you and like yeah it's great 
Oh, I'm all excited for Twitter now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given much loss of Twitter. Yeah. And like, a loo- I- there was a loose connection to Pokemon in there as well with different conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I see now, but it's better than like seeing a Brexit. So like Pokemon yeah. Go is like taking over now. Like yeah. Something positive. Yay. Yeah. Uh, that's good. <laughs> um, I don't know what I wanted to say. <laughs> Um, well, I was going to say, do you want to uh, round it off now? Because I think we're we're coming up to an hour, um, and I know that you've got other stuff going on this afternoon. Uh, do you have uh, any links, any websites other than uh, the blog or Twitter that you'd like to mention? Um, well, I've got YouTube, but I think if you type in KSCAT, like anywhere in Google search, it will come up with all my with my photography page with my youtube twitter facebook with everything basically cool okay i will um check some of those and i'll add them into the description um for the podcast as well and then there'll be links so if people want to click on those they'll be able to find you on different platforms as well okay thank you and if you ever want to share your story in my blog you're more than welcome yay (laughs) (laughs) um I, i did like a short uh, podcast the other day about Pokemon. I was like, I've got to write a blog post for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like, I started off with the blog and um, I really get a lot out of it, but sometimes it's having the time just to sit there, but then it's so much yeah. more rewarding as well when you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that I don't really like, I used to like not be able to sit down and just write a blog post and then I downloaded myself the WordPress on my phone and Mm. like ever since I've just been doing it on my phone which in a way is okay but I sort of miss sitting down and like writing a full blog post but at the same time it gives me that freedom to just like anywhere but yeah yeah and I, I know well I do it more I think that way that I can and usually I just write a note and then from the note I thought I think I could probably get a blog post out of it because I just end up writing a lot, lot yeah, more. Yeah, I, I enjoy um, writing down with like a pen or a pencil a lot yeah. more. Um, yes. And I can write, I, well, I think better <laughs> um, when I'm doing that. But like you say, the, the challenge sometimes to always have like a book and a pen with you, yeah. um, especially when you've got your phone and you can just type it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think sometimes it's not as... Um, rewarding almost yeah it's not as rewarding it's not as sometimes it's not as deep as well I think sometimes you get a little bit more into yourself when you're writing out as well I've got like a load of notebooks and I sort of try to set them in a different like uh, themes maybe so I don't just write everything like I've got like a journal and like um one for my blogs and like sort of work-ish stuff and like other things but recently I noticed that I've literally just been like writing on my phone I think like because my thoughts like are so fast um by the time I get around to get a notebook and a pen like the thoughts just pass it's gone so like yeah, so I'll write on my phone, and like you said, like it wouldn't probably be as deep or like you know go more into it, but it'd just be there. And then I sort of, I think that I look back on it. But right now, I have so much notes on my phone that yeah, it just needs a bit of cleaning. 
Yeah. But yeah, I love writing too. Yeah. There's lots of source material. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I could I could probably make a new blog post every day and probably um or like I'm finding myself like when I try to write about one like a theme or thing and then I start writing about something like I do that with the videos I guess a lot that I'll just start talking and then but like yesterday I edited a video finally from the other week and I was like by the end of it my the whole like subjects just changed and I'm like why am I even talking still like <laughs> shut up um but yeah I do that with writing too cool um I th- think that's probably going to be the length of the podcast um That's a little bit of a fib. Uh, after that line, uh, we carried on talking for a little bit over another hour. So I've decided to cut this podcast into two. So this will be part one that you have just listened to. And part two will be in episode 11. So I'll probably put episode two out next Monday. I've really enjoyed chatting with Kay, Ara, and hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. And I'm going to tune in for part two on Monday. Uh, I'd like to say thank you again to Kay for having a chat with me and there might be a couple of off clips that we stick at the end of the next episode about the weather and about cats and whatever randomness I can find in there that maybe just doesn't quite fit in with our general conversation. So thanks very much for listening and remember you're not alone out there.